amazing things that will come out of the last year and a half, is, and hopefully and prayerfully this is what's going to happen, is we're going to see what it's like to have real connection again. What it's like to really see love again. What it's like to say, hey, you know what, church didn't stop on Sunday morning. Church was on my couch last night, okay, because we were fellowship and worshiping one, one with another as far as the body. That we get to the point that we're connected to each other so much that you can't pull us apart. By the way, your involvement doesn't make you less a part of the body. Your lack of involvement. Let me show you what that means. Let me show you what that means. The lack of involvement. If my foot decides to stop, now I'm helping my foot along, right? If it decides to stop, there's still a body, right? Okay. Even if it decides it doesn't want to work, even if it's just for a minute, it's still part of the body, right? We connect to the body. We're all connected. If you're here this morning, you're disconnected. Please talk to one of us. We'd love to connect you. Our identity makes us a part of the body. Isn't it awesome? Where you can go. I know if, if God put me on a plane to Uganda tomorrow, I could find brothers and sisters when I got there. If God put me on a plane to Germany tomorrow, I would find brothers and sisters there. Because I, not literal ones, Sarah. Uh, I, knew, I knew one of your family would do that. Uh, <laughs> part of the, by the way, you won't even get the whole church experience on a live stream here. I just want you to know that because there's just too much going on in the room. Uh, it's just, uh, but your identity makes you a part of the body. By the way, I want you to see something. Your purpose doesn't make you less. Your purpose makes you different. Your purpose doesn't make you less. Your purpose makes you different. It's beautiful to listen to Lucy and Clinton play in the morning. It's beautiful to listen to ladies sing. They have a purpose in that. If you heard me sing this morning, you wouldn't be back next week. Okay? There's a purpose in that. Those of you who have the gift of encouragement, there's a purpose in that. Because the reason people still come through the doors and the reason people ask to get prayer and the reason people are still reaching out to people is because you're encouraging them. That doesn't make you less than the guy standing on the platform. That doesn't make you less than the worship team. That just makes you different. Those of you who put up the, you know, I, I felt for those of you who, who work in sound. I was here listening to all the what you had to work through to get sound right. And if you've ever done sound, you know, it's really easy to get sound wrong, right? You ever work? How many of you work a job like that? It's really easy to get the stuff wrong. Okay, it's hard to get it right. It's really easy to get it wrong, and if you get it wrong, it just doesn't work well. By the way, your neighbor's purpose makes them different too, and makes them valuable too. And there's an encouraging thing about that. If you look down at verse 18, it says, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. You know you're chosen by God to do that.
gift that you've been given? God chose you for that, Kara. He chose you for the gift you've been given, right? He cho- Some of you didn't get that. God loves you enough that he chose you for the gift you have. God loves you enough that he chose you. Your, your pr- place and purpose is determined by him. But understand, you serve a unique purpose. How many of you have ever pulled a muscle you didn't know you had? Okay. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you try to jump out of the bed, and the jump becomes a roll, and the roll becomes a crawl. That you didn't know why it was there. Some of you might be saying to me this morning, I don't know why I'm here. Let me tell you something. If you weren't here, we would know why. Because we would need that why. Because that why might be the very thing that's keeping somebody else going. Your function is different because you exist for a unique purpose. All right, I want to get to verse 21 because I want to get to where we are with the application here. Verse 21 down through verse 26. The Bible says this, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And of these parts of the body, we think less honorable, we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, but with our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have same care one for another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all Rejoice together. There's so much there. Every part of the body is useful. Okay, I'm going to give you science and I'm going to give you English. Uh, So if you like science or English, you'll be excited in the next couple minutes. Let me give you the English first. What's the opposite of member? What's the opposite of member? This member. You getting that picture in your mind? The opposite of being a part is being a part. Okay? Don't worry, the illustrations get more scientifically graphic as we go on through the passage because we're just doing what the Scripture says, right? We're all members of one another. We're all joined together. Yeah, I cannot say to the feet, I have no need of you, the hand to the feet, I have no need of you. Why? Because they're both essential. If you know someone who doesn't have both hands or both feet, they can tell you what kind of a challenge that is. You go on, verse 22, it talks about the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Let me give you a science lesson on that. When it's talking about the parts of the body that are weaker, it's talking about what's in your rib cage here. Okay? It seems to be weaker. Why? Because we protect it. We protect it. Because if you don't have your lungs, you got nothing, right? If you don't have your heart, you got everything in here is essential. 
Everything you see as a part of the body of Christ is essential. If it's on the inside and doing its work, the most amazing, I didn't wake up this morning and think about my heart one minute. But if it wasn't there doing its job, I wouldn't be here. So what do you mean? I can live without a hand. I can live without a foot. Can't live without a heart, right? You have to have one of those. It says the parts that seem to be weaker are indispensable because we protect those. By the way, there's a life lesson there. You say, well, I'm not vibing with the whole body of Christ thing. Let me give you a life lesson there. You have to protect the things that you value, right? If you're in a relationship with someone, whether it's your child, whether it's your parent, whether it's a friend of yours, you have to protect those things because they're valuable, right? We have to protect what's of value to us. And I could do a whole other message on that, but we've got to go. Um, those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And the unpresentable parts are with greater modesty. Okay. And it talks about the more presentable parts. Let me hit the more presentable parts, and I'll get back to the unpresentable parts. Some of us and our spiritual calling and our gifting, whether it be our vocation in life, what we do for a living, whether it be in our family relationships, we are literally the hands and feet. We are the servants, right? Some of us are called to that. How many of you woke up this morning thinking about what you're going to put on your hands? Not a single now, if it was like five degrees outside, maybe the answer would be different, right? But generally speaking, you don't think about it. Why? Because these parts are out doing the work all the time. By the way, these parts require all these parts, which is why we all are family together, right? But then it talks about something, and we've got to, we've got to talk about it while we're here. Remember I talked about that beach body at the beginning? Remember the beach body? What are we... Don't, don't answer it out loud, but what are we worried about getting right in the beach body, right? And what are we, what, we're wearing things that cover up those things that involve reproducing, okay? I'm going to try to keep this PG-13. But we, the things that involve reproduction are under those things. The reason we cover those is because, A, they're, they're, they're designed for a specific purpose, And B, reproduction is messy. Say, so what do you mean reproduction is messy? Let me, let me, let me hit that real quick, and then I'll, I'll jump right back out of it. There are those in this church who have a heart for people who are far away from God. If you have a heart for people that are far away from God, let me just tell you, you're going to deal with some mess. And you don't know what that mess is like until you get the phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning. Somebody needs to meet you at jail. Or you get the phone call from the, the spouse who's abused the other spouse and then is just crying and sobbing on the floor because they, they hate themselves for what they did. But they don't know how to get out. And who comes alongside those people? The reproducers come alongside those people. 
to share the gospel with pe- those people, to help them in need. Why? To pull them back up, to bring them to the church. The church, what? What's the church role in that? We're the hospital to bring the body back to health, right? We're all connected one to another. Every part must take care of every other part. How many of you took a shower this week? <laughs> it's the first day of the week. That was actually a trick question. The week started at midnight tonight, so if you didn't get it in, you know, some of you get my sense of humor later. Some of you just will care less to listen to it. Um, when it comes to these matters, the matters of the heart, and when it comes to that we have to take care of each other, what? You bathed yourself because you care. You fed yourself because you care. Right? You combed your hair this morning because you care. You know, you popped in your eyes this morning or, you know, you put on your shoes this morning because you care about your feet. Unless you're Justin back there, you didn't pop on shoes this morning. You just popped out barefoot. Um, Okay, he's got his slides back there. Uh, But you care about it. Okay? I want to take you back here as we started here. Okay? I didn't open it out of the box a couple reasons. One, I know if I did, all the pieces would just fall out, and I would find a way to trip over them, and it would just be a mess. But I didn't open the box because any of you who ever played the game of Operation know what's in there, right? The butterflies in the stomach, the water on the knee, all those things that are there. And we all know what happens when the buzz hits, right? Things are messed up. Okay. That's a funny little kid's game until it happens in real life, right? Uh, Until you're in the emergency room at 2 in the morning and the water on the knee is literally a dislocated knee. Then Then it gets real at that point. What's the Bible telling us here? It's telling us... If one member suffers, verse 26, all suffer together. There is a great ministry in grieving. There is a great ministry in grieving. Um, I won't get into the story for time's sake, but I've experienced grief in my life at a level that I wish I would have never experienced. Okay. But let me tell you this, that it, and by, by the way, many of you probably in here in the same boat. All of us have experienced grief over something, haven't we? We've all lost something, whether it's been a, a loved one or whether it's been a dream. We've all lost something. What's the Bible say there? If one member suffers, all suffer together. I want to I try to sell you on this whole concept of what real church is about. If you're not part of one, I want to say you on this. What real church is about is when someone's suffering, we suffer with them. We cry with them. We pray with them. We encourage them. It's the only time I'll ever probably give you permission to do this. Um, So you can count this as permission. Everybody in your life knows someone going through a hard time. I encourage you today. Text two or three or four people that you know are hurting. Encourage them. Take time to pray for them. Show them love. Be there. That might be the only thing getting them through their day. 
I was on a mass text that I didn't know was a mass text because it just got sent to me one time, and and the guy would have never known it. He was actually my choir director. Um, hey, I, I love the man because he had mercy on me and let me sing in the choir, even though I, you know, I would take the water on the knee bucket and a lot of other buckets to carry the tune. Uh, I, I almost asked him for an audition, but I knew if I asked for an audition, he'd say, well, you have a perfect voice for the choir. Uh, you know, don't do a solo, whatever you do. Um, but he texted me, happy Thanksgiving. How stupid and silly. Just two-word text, right? I teared up. That had been a rough Thanksgiving for my family. We had lost someone. That had been a rough Thanksgiving relationally. I was having a tough time with all my life relationships. And that little, I texted him back. He probably thought I was nuts. Because I sent back like two paragraphs. Man, thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. I hope your family's having a great... Why? Because someone took the time to care. Because it says when we say, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I know somebody's in a hard time, having a hard time. Text them and say, well, I don't text. Call them. Say, well, I don't want to call. I get their address and write them a letter. Um, there's all kinds of excuses we can make, right? But there's always a way. Communicate with them. Let them know they're loved. You might be the only person in their life showing them the love of Jesus. Why? Because they might have messed up. Enjoy endure the tragedies together, but I want to finish with this. Enjoy the triumphs. Enjoy the triumphs. Because, friends, dark days are here, but good, good days come, right? It isn't all dark. We can look out there and see the light shining through. There's always something we can be thankful for. And there's always someone we can rejoice with. Isn't it great when we see God get a hold of someone and change their life? Isn't that amazing? It's one of the reasons I'm excited about being involved uh, in youth group here. I, I, even though, you know, I, some guys say, well, you're kind of old for that. I said, yeah, I kind of got the cul-de-sac on the top. Now, I don't have the clearing like uh, Pastor Jason does, but I've got, you know, trying to... Trying to trying to hold on to it with that one last thread. Why well, you still want to be involved in youth ministry? Because here's the thing I know. I know I'd rather see him at 14 broken than I would see him at 24 broken. Because 14 broken is ugly. But 24 broken is really ugly. And 44 broken is really ugly. So let's save him that pain. Let's pour into him now. If you're, if you're saying I'm here and, you know, 24 looks, or 14 looks ugly for me. I, I get it. I get it. I want you to know something before we close today. Jesus loves you. I know this message this morning has been about the body of Christ, but let me tell you something. Being a part of the body of Christ takes something very simple to do that will change your entire life, and that is to admit that you are a sinner. What does a sinner mean? How many of you are sinners in here today? Okay. The rest of you are lying, so that makes you sinners. Uh the uh, the idea, we're all sinners. We all mess up. But here's the thing I want to tell you. Jesus died for that. You have to admit that you're, you're a sinner, believe that Jesus died for you, and ask him to come into your heart and your life. 
If you're here this morning without Christ, we would love to share with you about Christ. If you're here this morning without a church home, we'd love to share with you about a church home. In just a minute, we're going to close in prayer. And I'm going to have the instrumentalist come up and sing. If you want to pray with someone during that time, feel free to do so. If you want to pray in your seat, feel free to do that as well. And I want to encourage you to do something that I never encouraged you to do before. If you know someone's struggling this week and you see them in this room and you make eye contact when you're trying to bow your head and do the awkward thing that we all do when we're trying to sing the invitation song, you know, you don't know if you're supposed to look up or look down. Maybe in that boat. Okay. If your eyes happen to meet, go pray with that person. Go let them know you love them. Let them know you care. You know why? Because Jesus loves you. And Jesus cares for you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I praise your name. That you love us enough. That you want us to be a part of your body. Lord, I pray that if there's any here today that doesn't know you as Savior, that today might be the day they would begin their journey. Lord, and I pray if there's any here that has been disconnected from the body. Lord, if we've even been disconnected from the body because we've just wanted to pull away because we've been hurt, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to reach out to those who need you. Words in Jesus' name.
stole my thunder. I always give you guys a challenge to go home with, and he already did that. Um, know that when your walk starts to get stronger, the devil's attacks get harder. And that's why church family is so important. So you can call someone, talk to someone, all right? If you're hurting, don't be strong to not tell anybody. Tell someone when you're hurting. Sometimes we can't read you. All right? Let us know if you're hurting so we can come alongside you and pray with you and walk you through this thing called life. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you for you. We thank you for loving us. Lord, we thank you for being with us. Lord, we just pray that when we are weak, we can call upon your name stronger. Lord, we can tell someone so they can come alongside us. Lord, we just ask that you'll be with us this week. Lord, we pray that you can help us identify one, two, three people to reach out to this week. Lord, to text them, to tell them that we love them. Lord, we just ask that you'll continue to watch over us. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have a good week. This podcast is a ministry of Church on the Rock, building his body, breaking our barriers. If you would like to learn more, please visit our website at www.churchontherockbb.com.